Filthy Ramble Podcast. Welcome to episode 32 of the Poke Ramble Podcast. We'll be talking about Palantine's Day and what it is. Uh, we'll be talking about all manners of Pokemon Go news. And we'll also be talking about Diamond and Pearl remakes. Welcome to episode 32 of the Poke Ramble Podcast. I'm your host, Kamel, and joined with me, as always, is Amit, the Frontier, Battle Frontier brain himself. Happy, happy Nidoran Day. Hang on a minute, haven't we already been here? Is this like Groundhog Nidoran, Day? This is Nidoran male. Oh, I see, I see. We did Nidoran female, Nido yep. Arena and Nido Queen, and mm-hmm. now we're doing uh, Nidoran male. I'm glad we, we, we got here. I didn't think we'll get here, but we're here. Dude, episode 32. Question, what design do you like better, the male Nidoran or the female Nidoran? Uh, I personally prefer male Nidoran, but prefer Nido Queen to Nido King. Seriously? Yes. Okay, hang on, let's have a little talk about it in that case. Nido, Nido, actually, we'll wait till episode Nido King. Remind me, someone remind me. Alright, you know, I'll, I'll remind King, you. When, we'll, when we'll I bring up about... episode Nido King, we'll yeah. talk about why I prefer Nido Queen to Nido King. Cool. Apart from that, everything okay? Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, actually a very interesting week in terms of news. I think more for merchandise rather than actual news itself. Lots of, lots of rumors flying around that we'll get into later in the episode. Oh, I, I, I'm not in the know about these rumors. It's all right. I got all the content ready to talk about. Wow. Well, it's nice that one of us has come prepared. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Apart from that, it's been a bit, been all right week for me. Um, a lot of recording content and whatnot, but I'm looking forward to speaking about some Pokemon. As am I. So should, should we, we get just get? It? Yeah, yeah let's do it. it. So I don't have a name for this first section, but you were talking to me earlier, and you said something that blew my mind. What's this Go about ahead. Diamond and Pearl? Okay, so the news this week comes to you courtesy of the same person who um, who leaked the um, the story about. And I'm just going to look this up um, to make sure I get his name right. Um, but basically, someone who who has uh, previously made uh, leaks about um, the Pokemon series and, and particularly um the, the the sword and shield games oh is this about the galarian mr mime yeah that was it the person who um on 4chan uh, released galarian mr mime uh is saying that diamond Nepal meet remakes may be with uh may come with let's go catching mechanics oh no so are we going to see something akin to let's go time and let's go space Diamond the Pearl remakes <laughs> in the Let's Go format. Let's go time! Let's go! No, please, God, no. Oh, no. Oh, that's... Oh, wow. Wait, so, hang on. Let me let me just get this right. So, instead of it being actual, like, full-scale remakes, it'll be more of a Let's Go sort of remake. Instead. So, that's... That, there's nothing really other than the, the news that... And bear in mind that this leak is from 2019, so... It's now. It was October 2019, so it's now well over um, 15 months old. Yeah. And you know, could have moved on since then. But at the time, uh, the claim was that the Diamond and Pearl uh, remakes were going to have Let's Go catching mechanics. Now that doesn't mean that other aspects of the game are going to be scaled down or, or you know, pulled back in any way. Um, but, are you saying it's I, more I of a choice, this, or is it? Well, I talked about this on the last episode. Is that Diamond and Pearl 
were the first games that, well, other than, I mean, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald um, didn't have the physical special split, but Diamond and Pearl were really the first games in the Pokemon series where all of the core mechanics, physical special split, you know, the majority of types, Bar Fairy, you know, core, you know, the real core mechanics were all kind of there and present. Um, and I feel like a Diamond and Pearl remake has got to do something very, very special no, it doesn't. to be a significant improvement on the original. And okay. I know they'll update the graphics, and I know they could change the story slightly, but unlike, you know, the Fire Red Leaf Green games that we got for, for Red and, and Blue way back when, um, the Let's Go games for Generation 1 were a significant improvement on Fire Red and Leaf Green. And for those people whose last trip to Kanto was Fire Red Leaf Green or even Heart Gold Soul Silver, it's a very full and rich experience. Compared I had to what a debate about this then. because when you say it's a significant upgrade, I guess seeing the world in a new light, a different art style, and whatnot. But I genuinely don't think that catching mechanics were better than the core uh, mainline oh, no, so series. I'm not, I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning whether the upgrades were better or worse. But you can't you can't play Let's Go and compare it to the experience of Fire Red Leaf Green in almost any way. Mm, you could. Like the world the world looks fundamentally, you know, enhanced. The, sure. the combat system is different. There's physical special well, split. I know there's how, fewer how, moves. How, but... how how different apart from well, mega evolutions, I guess. And like yeah, there being got, like absurdly broken moves. I there guess. was there was the concept of co-op battles, so you could play with a partner. There was the concept of uh, actually Pokemon had different move sets, so they re redid some of the move sets. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that there, there were tweaks, and I'm not saying it was a fundamentally different concept, but there was enough going for it that it felt very very fresh and critics okay you know, yeah i can, I I can critics by and large said it felt like a very fresh experience yes and yes. i know that diamond and pearl is a long time in the past at this point yeah um coming up to what must be sort of 12 years at this point but mm -hmm. it's not th those games are still very playable today yeah in a way that certainly red and blue aren't and to an extent fire red and leaf green weren't mm -hmm. in the you couldn't really give those to someone new to the series today and say, play this, it'll be awesome. Whereas I, I feel like see, Let's That's go... why I dis disagree, but I can I can definitely see why you would pick Let's Go to introduce someone into the franchise rather than Fire the Fire exactly and Leaf that, Green. Right? Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like one of the reasons why we, we think of those games as being so good is there is a nostalgia factor in there. And those games have aged, right? And it's hard nowadays to sell those games as a new experience to someone when the the baseline standard of a fresh content is so much higher yeah i can and, see and I, think, I think i think you know although sword and, Sh and, and someone did a fantastic job on reddit this week where they posted the map of Unova in the style of sword and shield mm -hmm. so basically the sword oh, and shield well, map i know exactly got, what you're talking about the sword and shield yeah. map has got all the routes numbered and all the cities are big are big blocks and the Unova map in that same style, there was twice as there were more than twice as many routes, more than you know, I think one and a half times the number of cities, way more hidden locations, and just the depth and richness of that map compared to Sword and Shield shows off just how kind of not not backwards, but how little content there was in Sword well, and it's, Shield. It's been that thing. Game. It's been that thing with the switch to three D. Is that routes are not as uh, how do I explain this? But the routes are not as 
rich in depth like you you say compared no, to the two D games. Not as diverse, and they're not as long. They've never and, they've and, never been able to address that issue. Like like you said, yeah, when you convert it, it's a lot harder to to do. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Well, the sense of scale is really difficult because yes. you want routes that feel special mm -hmm. and different every time, but that takes a lot of memory and time to develop and it's intense right and you want particularly in a 3d world not just the roots got to look good but the background's got to look good and the you know the, the everything surrounding that route's got to look good too the transition in between mm -hmm. whereas on a top-down pokemon game you really only got to deal with at most you know 20 tiles on screen at any one time mm -hmm. yeah the design can, designing it's, it's seems so a lot more, more uh, easier yeah, doesn't it much more controlled mm -hmm. and what so but what i was the point i was trying to make is that I think what is really emphasized in that Galar region is that even though there's fewer routes, the depth and the quality of that world is what stands it out compared to like some of the routes in Unova, which are literally, you know, just a bridge. Whereas the bridge in Galar, the one that goes uh, east out of um, Motorstoke City, mm -hmm. it's the you're looking out over a wild area that is very rich and very diverse. Mm -hmm. And the camera's not shy to show you the... Uh, hammerlock in the background and it's it's a much more impressive so you're, you're arguing more of the sort of aesthetic yeah and yeah. there's a there's a step up in quality there that i think anyone who's never played a pokemon game before may look at that and appreciate it and, and almost expect it rather than going back and playing an older game where you just don't get that quality of experience Mm -hmm. I think as much because so much of it is left to the imagination. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we live in a, in a world now where we ask video games to do a lot of that imagination work for us. Oh, man, you've just said something so profound, and I love it. <laughs> I, could, I could hug you, dude. Honestly, wow. Sometimes, sometimes I uh, I say clever things. Do you know? Eh? Do you know? Do you know that meme? Like, oh, you you hate to see it. The person you hate the most made the greatest point ever. <laughs> it's like basically that. <laughs> oh, wow. I actually read I actually, that that thought. I read about a month ago a really interesting article by someone who went back and played Pokemon Crystal mm -hmm. and just talked about how much of that game doesn't hold up over time because as a child when you're going through ilex forest ilex forest for example mm. um it feels creepy and it feels you know claustrophobic because you're a child and you're you're in this very tight space and actually there are only like you know 30 40 trees in the forest but because oh, you're, you're like in a very hundreds, aren't they? yeah but because you're in a very small like screen everything happening in that forest around you is left to the imagination Yes, And when you start living in a 3D world, the imagination doesn't do it anymore because you can see what's behind the first row of trees. Mm. And you couldn't in, 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 the, in the 2D top-down games. So it, it, it's a big step up in terms of you know, the visual experience. And mm -hmm. that's a great thing, but it comes sometimes at, at a compromise for the creativity and the, you know, the atmosphere that actually in the early games, the Pokemon company kind of, or Game Freak just kind of said, you know, here's the here's the the core. You guys imagine the rest of it yourselves. I can't believe we've gone down this route where we've, we've completely just like ignored the main topic and they've gone down well, a different no, no, route. I think, but... I think it ties into the topic really well because I feel like Diamond and Pearl, yeah. as an experience, is still very playable today. Yeah. And so to take it into the Let's Go world where they're offering some an opportunity for people who've never played Diamond and Pearl to have a slightly more accessible version of the game to play. Yeah. It's probably
probably a good marketing well, technique. Well, I don't, I don't like, even think the catching play... mechanics are accessible uh, in, in terms of, like... The, oh, no, don't, the... So don't get me wrong. Yeah. The catching mechanics in Let's Go suck. Yeah. Right? They, they're awful. And let me, let but... me just disclaim this, like, it's a, it's a neat idea. It can be hugely frustrating at times and stuff like that, but give people a choice, I'd say, in, in relation that, to that. And that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Like, and actually, to be fair, the handheld catching mechanics aren't awful, mm-hmm. but the only thing I don't like, honestly, the only thing I don't like about the Let's Go series is the catching mechanics. Mm-hmm. Take that out of the game for a second, and actually, I think you've got a really good game. Yes. Like, the world looks good, the story's, like, updated and, and is nice. I like that Blue's there. I like that there's, you know, lots happening in the world. They've tweaked bits of the story. They've made it a little bit easier to navigate around the map. I because, think you were saying that the Let's you know, Go um, franchise is, like, alternative universe to yeah. the original Red and Blue, which and is very really cool. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's why I feel like a Diamond Pearl experience for people who haven't played diamond and pearl before mm-hmm. might want something a little bit more accessible than perhaps mm-hmm. what diamond and pearl was mm-hmm. when, it, when it came out um and look I... this is this is all speculation based on a rumor from 2019 yeah the guy got a number of things right but you know what the world could well have moved on the feedback from let's go could have changed that artistic direction mm-hmm. and we may not get let's go diamond and pearl games anyway yeah, um, I'm really just, glad that they didn't push it out in 2020. About. If if that guy is correct, because it was a really good idea, I think, to focus on the DLC and give that you know more light. And um, do you know how we're talking about this? This sort of the depth of the 2D games compared to the depth we get in the 3D games, and how there's yes. something missing in between. Maybe yeah. like it's not such a bad idea that we get these Diamond Pearl remakes because if they can take that base game with the 2D roots and stuff like that and try and figure out how they can fit all that into a 3D environment, you know, it could be, it could, it could be a masterstroke really, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. I mean, one of the things that I, I remember when I first started playing Let's Go Eevee a couple of months ago mm-hmm. is there's a shot as you're leaving Pallet Town, there is a camera angle that shows you, basically all of route one and you can see viridian city on the far side Mm -hmm. and it just made route one feel a lot smaller in a way that when i played the first game that first trek when i played like you know red or blue to trying to navigate pidgeys and rattatas to get to the city (laughs) yeah it feels longer than it looks Mm. particularly with that shot and and there's a real there's a real challenge, I think, with 3D Pokemon games because you reduce the amount of of imagination. You've got to make the experience that much better, and that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. I, I guess the other thing with Sword and Shield, we're going. I'm going back to this 3D 2D point. Is like some of the some of the cities in that game were just sparse. You know, there's there was nothing there, and so again, with a remake, they could probably take whatever is in the cities in, in Diamond and Pearl, like Snowpoint City, for example, and make it a a, a bigger, more complete experience. Yeah, I mean, like, um, Klaas just saying that he wants to see a, a remake of Platinum, and I think they'll do the same with same thing they did with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, where they'll rework the story a bit. Um, you know, like Looker example was added in Platinum, I believe. Um, and, and like you'll have Cynthia involved a lot more, like Stephen was in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and that would be really good. But hey, it's, it's all speculation at the moment. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, we might I mean, be getting look, this like brand new Pokemon game full stop. You know, it doesn't. Necessarily I can't. Have I to can't be. imagine we're more than with the an- anniversary. What twenty seventh of February? We can't be more than a month away now from an announcement. Yeah. No, I think we're definitely going to see what's next in the Pokemon franchise um, next month. And you know yeah. what? I see it coming out this year. But if they say, guys, um, we can't give it to you this year, 
it's going to come next year, I'll be even happier. Because I know, if, if they say that, I'll know that they, they are trying to figure out these issues and trying to get given, something. Given it's the 25th anniversary, I can't see them not putting out a... Some sort of game, so, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But they've been working on it a lot longer than they usually do, so that's that's mm. a positive sign, at, at the very least. Um... But yeah, I, I I guess we we could we could just move on. But yeah, the the sort of rumor we've heard now is that Diamond and Pearl might have let's go catching mechanics, um, and whether or not that equates to Diamond and Pearl being a sort of let's go game, or if that equates to it being a mainline series game, well, playing like a mainline series game, but just with you know a, a different way to capture Pokemon. Who knows? We'll find out soon. But with Absolutely. that, we shall do what I mean. What shall we do? Should we move on? We'll move on. This is the part of the show where I ask you one question. What's Pokemon going on? Uh, I don't know. What is going on? Oh, what's going on is... Da, 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 da. There's a Rocket Celebration event coming uh, on, uh, I think it's the 7th? Uh, February 2nd to February 7th, and um, basically new Shadow Pokemon appearing. So these Shadow Pokemon will be Swinub, Nosepass, Aaron, Sfeel, uh, Lilip, Anorith, and more. Um, so yeah, what's actually really weird about this is that you would have thought that... Um, so this Rocket Celebration means like there'll be more Rocket Grunts um, featuring uh, events. Or the, like There'll be more spawns of Golbats, Coughings, Ariadoses, Corefishes, Sneasels, Houndows, Nuzleaf, Stunkeys, Skorupees, and Venipedes. So the usual Grunt Pokemon that you would come across in the mainline games. Um, there'll be like different tasks... Uh, there'll be Quillfish, Larvitar, Corefish, Absol, Scroopy, Sandal, Scraggy, Pawniard, and Dino in, in Strange Eggs, which are like these 12km eggs that drop yep. from Rocket Bosses. Um, but, but, but yeah, um, there'll be more like Team team Rocket um, grunts and stuff spawning in the, in the wild, so you get to face them a lot more often. But what's really strange is that we still haven't got another evil team. It's still Team Rocket. And you would have thought, like, with them introducing, you know, Seal, Snibit, Swinub, and Aaron, you'd, you'd probably be getting, like, Team Magma and Aaron now. Uh, Team Magma and what? Uh, oh, God. Aqua. Team Aqua. Sorry. I don't know where Aaron came from. <laughs> I, I mean, Generation 1 has always been exceedingly popular with the fan base. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you're going to introduce Team Magma and Team Aqua, there's probably got to be some story behind it. Because they've they made a bit of a story around the whole Team Rocket Go. Are they called Team Rocket Go uh, or Team, Team Go, Go Rocket? Rocket? Yeah, Team Go Rocket. That's it. Um, and you know they they they've obviously put a lot of effort into you know all the content you know with the balloons and the and the like new characters, and and, characters. Yeah, as well, exactly. Yeah. And and I think that's that's quite nice. And if they're going to put Team Aqua and Team Magma into the game, it would be nice to see that same level of effort i wouldn't just want them to put them in for the sake of it mm -hmm. um and, and if that means rather the, the plan is rather stick with team rocket and just keep evolving team rocket into a more and more you know villainous team that, that's not a bad thing no i got yeah I can, I can i can see that i i just would have thought that he would in terms of like content itself in pokemon go at some point they're gonna have to introduce more characters and stuff like that you'd think yeah i mean let's hope that it's not team plasma who tell you to release all your pokemon because that's nicer for the Pokemon, but you know we'll see how we go. Nathan says uh, head cannon uh, Giovanni in Go is the same Giovanni from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, so alternative um, Giovanni in that case. Who I I really like, um, and that's true of Pokemon Masters as well. I yes. actually really like that um, the different dimension Giovanni is becoming the canon Giovanni in yeah. most things because I think he's a far more interesting 
I think a, you know a supervillain who succeeded is a far more interesting uh, foe than a supervillain who failed, gave up, and you know disappeared into nothing. Yeah, I guess. Um, the other thing during this event is that there's fifty percent hash distance on your eggs. So that's 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 happy days for everybody. Uh, and yeah, that that is. Do you say that's happy knee days for everybody? Oh yes, yes. Give me more puns. Um, apart from that, there's going to be spotlight hours. So February second is Ekans. Uh, February ninth is Mill Tank, which I'll be doing. Uh, February sixteenth is Love Disc, and February twenty third is Pikachu. Um, so spotlight oh, days are basically. Oh, they're doing Love Disc for Halloween. Uh, for Valentine's. Exactly. Um, so spotlight hours are like one hours. Uh, one hour like catching things. Uh, I think it's either Tuesday or, or Wednesday of every every month. I think it's Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays of uh, every week of the month uh, where different Pokemon will show up uh, with a different modifier. So Ekans has got two times evolution experience, two times uh, catch Stardust with Miltank, two times uh, catch experience with Love Disc, and two times uh, catch candy with Pikachu on the 23rd. Go, go catch them all. Go to catch them all. Go to catch them all. And the next thing I would like to talk about with Pokemon Go is that the first research breakthrough reward has been announced for February, and that's going to be Snorlax, and that'll be lasting until March. Um, from February 9th to uh, February 20th, you'll be encountering Latios and Latias in five-star raids. Mega Pidgeot, Ampharos, and uh, new Mega Evolved Pokemon will be in Mega Raids, so ooh, who knows what that's going to be. Um, and from February 20th to March 1st, you'll encounter Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, and Mewtwo in five-star raids, along with Mega Venusaur, Mega Charizard, X and Y, and Me uh, no Mega Blastoise mentioned here, but they'll be in Mega Raids um, during then. Um, and that's probably do um, celebrate. Um, there's, I think, a Generation One task there, and there's also like the anniversary, like we said, happening. Cool. And there'll be more events, like Year of the Ox event. There'll be a Valentine's event, um, and and there'll be a Kanto theme celebration and raid day uh, at the end of February. So um, yeah, more details on that later. Uh, so maybe in the next episode. Remember, stay safe, stay home. Stay safe, stay home, don't be baited by the, the shiny Pokemons. Not worth it, not worth it. Uh, we shall move on. So you want to be a Pokemon Masters? It's Pokemon Masters time, yay! This is genuinely my favourite part of the show, honestly speaking. Where do you want to start? We'll start with the Champion Stadium. Yeah, so um, the final week of... The Johto Elite Four uh, is this week. Um, you've got a couple of hours left to finish it if you've not done it yet. We streamed, boy, did we stream um, Champion Stadium on Friday. <laughs> if you want to go and oh, uh, wow. watch that for some tips, Camille oh, wow. struggled. Um, it's fair to say. Hang with, on. Uh, Hang on. Hang on. RNG screwed me over hard. It did. RNG Hard. Because you did you the exact same over. thing I did, and somehow you'd passed it first time round. Yeah, I did. It took you like 30 attempts, but hey. Yes. Um, it was supposed to be like half an hour stream, and it ended up being like, I looked I looked back on the stream just literally like maybe half an hour ago, <laughs> and it said an hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, how? Just how? Uh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, look forward to um, Blue and the gang coming back next week to the game. I feel so sorry uh, for Blue. Kanto Elite Four in Master Mode. Yeah, he always seems to get bullied. Blue, dude, I love Blue. I've, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like Blue until Pokemon Masters, 
and then he showed up in let's in uh let's i don't know yeah actually, he showed up in been, let's go as, as well in the beginning i was gonna say ultra yeah. sun and moon must have been before pokemon masters yes he did yeah he was and he was he was calling cool there as well yeah dude i like blue um do you know do you have any idea what weaknesses there are tomorrow i'm not, I'm not sure myself to be honest with you uh, i don't but i will find out before we finish this segment Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, having Kanto Master Mode because we never got to experience Master Mode of the Kanto people when it first released. I wonder if I'm going to find it much easier than Johto Master Mode just because I I feel like I've well and truly nailed um, I've well and truly nailed the uh, the Kanto Elite Four battles now. Yeah, I think once you've, you've got the mechanics down, then it's a case of just tinkering and just, you know, figuring out what works best. Um, oh, do you so think we'll be able tomorrow, to do it straight away? Because, like, do you remember with... Yeah, because we've already... Most people have already it carry, got the... Does it carry over? Yes, it does. Okay, fair enough. So next week, we are looking at uh, Electric for Lorelei, Psychic for Bruno, Ghost for Agatha, Steel for Lance, and Poison for Blue. Ooh, that steel one's going to be interesting, isn't it? Dude, Lorelei's going to get rinsed. Yeah. Uh, I, well, what are you using for Lorelei? Are you using your usual Helioptile uh, tactic? Um, Helioptile and Helio Heliolisk, sorry. Oh, yeah, you've got... Win oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, we'll, talk, we'll talk about Whimsicott in yeah, a second. Yeah, I'm going to move on from that. Um, and we'll talk about... Ba -ba 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 happy Palentine's Day. Why do we call it Palentine's Day? Day? Um, because it's all about celebrating friendships. <clears throat> and Serena and I'm, Dawn... I'm a huge fan of puns, but as far as puns, puns go, that's when I'm like, really? Really? Okay, so look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the story. I'm just deciding how much I want to say. I'm not gonna spoil the story, but essentially, the, and, and this is on the Twitter and stuff, so it's not a spoiler. This is about Wait, celebrating okay, yeah, go for friendships in Pokemon Masters and Serena and Dawn want to hand out sweets to all of their friends. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. That's the story. I like it. I'm with you now. Um, and it's... it's The story is... Um, it's quite a nice story. It's quite a short story. And then there's two very special finales at the end which you have to unlock by getting two items. One's called Dawn's Letter. One's called Serena's Letter. Um, from the shop, which you can exchange for for some sweets, mm -hmm. uh, and then you get a very special, intimate cutscene with Serena and Dawn, respectively. That's amazing. I just got Serena's letter. Um, obviously, I focused on her first. Um, I don't know why I without, said obviously. Without spoiling it, did you like? I haven't the... seen it at all. I've only oh, unlocked okay. it. Yeah. Tell me when you've seen it. I'm going to be, uh, and then I'll tell you something afterwards, and I'll be very curious to see your reaction. Okay, cool. Um, tell but... me when you've seen it. Yeah, I mean, let's just talk about the, the elephant in the room, which is Dawn. So Dawn is the other character um, that was revealed as the Palantines Ver. Ver, Ver, Pear. There we go. Pear's the word I was looking for. Ten points to me. Um, and she comes with Alchemy, which I was really, really happy about. Alchemy? And, and I'm, I'm, I obviously have seen Alchemy in Sword and Shield, but I didn't realize just how tiny Alchemy was. <laughs> I'm happy. One foot tall. I'm happy to One see foot. it. Size aside, I'm happy to see it used as a as a pair because I don't think we've got too much Gen 8 love um, in Pokemon Masters just yet, and I think this started to open the floodgates for now with with Alchemy now being in there. Yeah, I mean we've got. I mean they talked about Dynamax coming in August, and I feel like that's going to be the real kickoff for Gen 8 officially. Yeah, and we've also we've got Pierce coming. I think imminently. Um, mm, 
Have they? Have we? Have maybe? I think. Okay. Maybe, so maybe, so maybe you've, I've seen, seen, you've seen some. Stuff. You've seen something basically, and you're, you're just maybe Twitter. I've seen yeah. something unofficial. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 So yeah, we, we we're gonna get um Gen eight pairs uh soon, which is really interesting. Yeah, but... I, I'm I'm excited for more Gen eight pairs because I think they um. I think it's time. I think people are ready. Let's go. Oh, okay, so should we get into talking about these pairs? Because I th actually, uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be confessing something, but I was wrong on one aspect. Go ahead. And uh, we're gonna start with Dawn because actually, this is the one. Uh, when I looked at her at first, I was like, uh, what, what a waste of gems. And then actually looking back at it, having reading through her grid and whatnot, I'm thinking, actually, just yeah, actually, she's um, really like people really like Dawn and Alchemy. Um, the first character to have um a an, a passive called Ripple Effect, um, which basically turns your stat moves into AOE stat moves. So um, Alchemy comes with both Charm and Fake Tears, which means that you can do AOE sharp reductions on attack and AOE sharp reductions on special defense. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it's it's a Ripple Effect is Ripple Effect four, so it's a good chance, which I think is fifty percent. So it's not a guarantee, but that's still very, very useful. I mean, that's the same as Venusaur's um, uh, poisoning uh, ability. Yeah. Um, and the other, I mean, the other thing that uh, Alchemy has, which I think is really good, is uh, a trainer move called House Sweets, which sharply raises an ally's attack and special attack and makes an ally gradually heal itself. So a really good way to not just perk a striker up and give it the missing stats that it might need, um, but also to give it gradual healing, because if you're regularly using a striker to attack, it should heal fairly quickly if it gets hit by an AoE move or a sync move. So, so this you know is what? why I love it. It's a secondary, it's not even like a primary tank, it's like a secondary tank yes. that can greatly help your team, and it can also buff your team, and that's what I really like about it. Yeah, and then the two other passives, Power Loving, which basically the more the target stats have been lowered, the more it powers up moves, basically to play alongside the other passive, and Team Wide Awake, which basically prevents your entire team from falling asleep, which really is handy. not a not not all that handy. Um, it's rare that we see AOE sleep anyway, but it's a, it's a nice one to have. Well, I think it's really handy in the fact that it's just there. You know, sometimes you don't have to have like three passives. Sometimes you get like one passive or two passives. So the fact yeah, it's just no, there checking I mean, as a freebie. Yeah, passives is definitely yeah. handy. And like we said, she's going to be, I don't think she's going to be a, a mainstay in your team. She's going to be like a secondary um, tank for your team, most most likely, or like a niche pair you use for, for a certain stage. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, AOE special defense drops is a really good enabler in Champion Stadium for a striker who might just need that little bit of extra power Charizard, yeah. to take out a foe in one turn fewer than what you were doing without yeah. it. So it's it's not a bad pair. It's not a bad pair. And look at looking at the sort of um, grid. There's a lot of like refreshes on on you know dazzling gleam, charm, fake tears, and how sweet as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's a, it's a nice all you know well rounded sync pair. Mm -hmm. And the the other thing I really like about it is look, looking at power posture is is something that the more the targets uh, uh, the more the targets attack has been lowered, the more it powers up moves that can that can help with your like dazzling gleams on top of your um, passives that you've got. Um, you've got yeah. impose one, you know, so lowering evasiveness right off the bat, you know, so you don't have to rely on accuracy too much. Maybe if you're fighting type pairs, uh, you got toughen up three, which helps your your team get defense. First aid four, so as we said, if your main tank dies, she's there, she can help out. And like her her stats as well are really good um, when you look at it because um, she's got like two hundred six special defense, so that's pretty that's pretty good. Three hundred sixty special attack for a tech pair, how? 
and like 615 HP and like decent speed at 266. So actually, she's pretty good all round, I'd say. Yeah, that attack stat is nothing to um, nothing to pass over. It's a decent it's a decent pair all round. Um, it's certainly not um, you know groundbreaking in terms of it being ridiculously powerful, but it's a it, it is a very very good enabler for some of the other um, sync pairs that you might have to to just be that much more effective. Um, yeah, and I think the last thing to point out is that, you know, I think our both consensus is this is a luxury pair rather than a most needed pair. Um, so if you do yeah, absolutely. pull for her... Unless, unless you yeah. are um, really interested in Dawn's design, uh, and it is six star un unlocked, you get a sky blue uh, Dawn if you uh, EX this pair. It's, um, it's a nice one to have. Awesome. Uh, I will move on to the other one, and I, I want you to tell me your story before I, I start talking about the, the technicals. So here she is, is Serena, Valentine Serena. Yeah. So um, I, I as soon as I saw the this the stuff for Serena, I was like, I kind of. As soon really as you saw Serena, pair. let's let's get that clear here. <laughs> the, the thing that the thing that really did it for me and pushed me over the top is Serena and Whimsicott's passives and grid make it by far and away the most effective fairy type striker we've had in the game by a country mile to date as a tech um, pair as a tech no, pair. Dis <laughs> no disrespect to valerie yeah but um hunter's instinct the more the target speed is lowered the more it powers up moves and ramming speed the more the user speed has been raised it powers up moves so very very geared around cotton spore which is an aoe uh speed reducer for your enemies um aoe stun spore thanks to go viral nine uh serena's staple i suppose now um which turns stun spore from a single target attack into an aoe attack um sugar rush which sharply raises the speed of all allied sync pairs gives you free move uh, on the next attack whimsicott uses and also raises its special attack um and then obviously the mainstay for a fairy striker moonblast um which is just a decent powerful move but the number of multipliers whimsicott has access to in its grid it's got uh cakewalk it's got inertia it's got um obviously hunter's instinct and ramming speed as staples it's got paralysis synergy like this this sync pair hits very hard and i've had a huge amount of fun um using it to you got it after three thousand gems yeah so i did wow. i said to myself that i was going to do two single pulls and then i would stop because i'm i'm saving for the 18 month anniversary i did my two single pulls i got rock who i get every he's he's my three star pair that i just get all the time because he hates me and then i got another three star pair that was rubbish and i was like right let me quickly add up the gems that are coming. And I was like, I can probably get away with a times 11. I did a times 11. I got five, uh, I got a three, five Dawn. And then I think on my ninth pair, I got Serena and Whimsicott and I was literally over the moon. Um, and I've had, I've had so much fun, like building different teams and using Serena and Whimsicott for um, the full force battles, not just the fairy type one that we've got with this event, but also the one from, uh maze event and using whimsicott to clear that as well so it's a it's a very competent striker uh it does need a bit of support in the team to just boost its its defense a little but um it, it hits very very hard um even on its own it's really it's, it's a nuke so you you want it for shorter battles not necessarily for longer battles i don't think if you're going to use it, it for it, longer battles you probably want it to be the secondary pair in your team rather than the primary pair i'd it, say it honestly performed perfectly as the only striker in a full force battle now what i will want to point out there is obviously these full force battles are designed to show off the new pairs if you... yeah but i was using it on maze 
one, which was the fire type one, not okay. The fair one. enough, fair enough. So I I was clearing maze for. But battle you were using combo well. in that as well, weren't you? Or were you not? No, using no, no. Combo? So I was using, uh, I used blue. I want to say Sabrina and Whimsicott, and then I did blue and Clement and Whimsicott, and I cleared it with both of them. Hmm. I don't know. Look, the, the thing the thing is with with yeah, you're using blue though. Oh yeah, I've I've done it with Skylar as well. <laughs> yeah. I've done I've done yeah. battles with Skylar and someone else and Boomsicar. Hmm. I I definitely say it's a, it's a solid pair for like maybe fairy battles and then like maybe a secondary pair for most other battles. I'd, I'd maybe, probably yeah. it's, to say. it's listen, it it hits hard. It does take it does take a bit of setup to hit hard, but once it's set up, it hits hard. Hmm. But yeah, I I really like this pair, and I I can't really say much more than what you've said because you've basically said everything I wanted to say. So thank you very much, Hamid. I mean, it's, it's interesting <laughs> when playing. I when I well, I guess we don't have the luxury of being able to afford to pull every sync pair. No. But the difference that I'm able to talk about when we have a sync pair versus when we don't is crazy. I'm very jealous. Is all I'm putting out there. I, I, and I, I completely understand because if the roles were reversed, dude, I'd be so mad. Very jealous. Um, I am very I, uh... tempted to get it, but I'm going to wait for the letter and see what they say in the letter. Yeah. Because we know there's a new Pokefair coming. But what I will say with this pair is, I think this pair is worth pulling for. Um, but at the same time, we've got an 18-month anniversary coming up, so try leave it to the last minute if you can. Yeah, if there wasn't a big anniversary coming up, if this was March, it would probably be worth pulling for because there's not a huge amount worth saving your gems for at the moment. But with the anniversary coming up, it's definitely worth prioritizing your gems for that. Um, I got very lucky um, and I would never have gone to 36K on this banner um, because the anniversary pair seems, from everything DNA is saying, to be really, really strong. Um, I don't know if you covered off the, off the moves, but Moonblast, Stun Spore, Cotton Spore, and Sugar Rush, yep. which raises attack and speed and, and free move pretty cool uh stats at like five star max potential you've got a special attack of 400 and speed of 400 so like i like defense of 230 and, and special defense of 207 so oof, a pair a good pair my only my only criticism of the sync pair is that it does not have um unique va okay so dawn does dawn has new lines and new things to say uh this sync pair does not um, I think that's about it for uh, Pokemon Masters. Is there anything else you want to add to this conversation? Don't think so. We're going to move on to the next segment. Why did you get it in one? One like guys, guys. The last two seasonal pairs, I've had to spend like forty and thirty-six k combined to get my pair from a selector scout. And here's Amit. Mr. Mr. Good Old Amit gets his seasonal pair. Not not only a seasonal pair, but another five star as well in an eleven. To How? be fair, to How? be fair, Serena. So I, I didn't I didn't tell you this bit, but um, when I opened the game, you know how there's a trainer who says good morning to you every day. Mm -hmm. It was Serena who said good morning, and I was like, that's a good omen. I feel like this is a good. Omen. <laughs> and I guess she was the one that got you back into the game. So like, it just yeah, had to be. I, and, it just had to be. Serena's still the sync pair that I like. I still have the badge, the four star badge from that Serena dessert party event as my main badge on my profile and stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I feel like it's all it's all justified. I'm moving on to the next segment before I start crying. Uh, this is merch to do about nothing. We call it merch to do about nothing because it's a pun about merch. Are you happy, Amit? 
dude, I am so happy. We now have um, a bit of a leak. Um, it's not an official confirmation, but someone uh, has can basically I just looked... pause you there. Yes. I love how without me even getting the image on screen, you can read what I'm gonna be moving to <laughs> with just that. Oh, little I, hint. Made, I made the connection. I made the connection. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we have, yeah, we have a we have a preview really of what's coming for the um, McDonald's Pokemon collaboration. Um, there are rumors flying around that it may start on February 9th. It may start on the 25th of February. I think it's probably going to differ country to country as well. Um, but we have 25 TCG cards, and you'll get four of those uh, rather than the usual one that you would get from a um, McDonald's giveaway. Uh, it's all 24 starters plus Pikachu uh, that make up 25 cards. Um, some of them look to be the first ever prints of those cards. So I can see the Poplio card is the original uh, design from Sun and Moon when it first released. Uh, I don't think all of the other cards are. I was trying to get a look at Charmander, and it doesn't look like it's the original Charmander. Um, or maybe it's just a updated design of the original Charmander. So maybe it is the original picture, um, but it's hard to tell from the angles that we've got. Um, but super exciting, so you get four playing cards. And then uh, what's really cool uh, is you also get a little frame, uh, which is the perfect size to display a trading card. So uh, you can collect Pikachu-themed frames uh, and display your favorite Pokemon trading cards in them. And I'm definitely, if I don't get to go to McDonald's and get some of these, uh, going to pick them up on eBay. Because mm. I love I love the idea of having a nice way to display Pokemon cards and keeping them safe. Uh, and these frames look like the perfect solution. God, I, know, I just know how expensive they're going to be as well. But I think I might be doing the same as you. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely hoping to get to McDonald's. And, uh, and there's also uh, sticker books and uh, little I think like postcards or laminate cards that you can um, that you can put your stickers on. Um, so you can absolutely uh, have a have a sticker over time. <laughs> yeah, it's I cool. Like we're not just part. doing like TCG. There's other stuff as well. Um, yeah, and looking at that sticker book, I mean, there's some obviously that it, it looks very starter themed. So all the pictures look to be of starters. Um, but you seem to get like a, a nice little sticker book, um, and I, you know, I think it's a it's a nice little collection. And I'm, I'm, what I'm really pleased about is that it's not just more more plastic toys. And I like the plastic toys. I, believe me, I've got more than enough of them. Um, but I like that they're doing something slightly different for this anniversary. So now Nathan asks um, a question. He says, "I wonder how this will work in the pandemic, as we know the yeah, UK really is most good, likely going to really be question. in a lockdown." Um, it's a really good March. question and something I did look into. Um, a lot of the McDonald's um, events, and, and McDonald's have got a Top Trumps themed event going on at the moment, are just running as normal. Um, so either you're going to have to Uber Eats, Deliveroo, order remotely your McDonald's, um, or uh, you may have to, to go in store if they do open up again uh, at some point later in February. I don't um, think but, there's a chance in hell. But it looks like uh, this event will go on irrespective of kind of what situations various countries are in in terms of lockdown as i say there are there are rumors around 20 uh, the 9th of february or the 25th of february uh, this leak came to us from the us so um, it might be that those dates are for that but uh, do expect there to be sometime soon um more confirmation from the mcdonald's corporation on exactly what's coming cool uh i wanted to actually move on to this uh this little thing, which is this Pokemon Snap pre-order bonus, and I think this is one that's uh, I don't know if it was Walmart, but somewhere in the US, they're they're doing a pre-order um, bonus target. where you get this magnetic uh, frame. It's Target. 
yeah target there we go thank you very much um i actually haven't checked if like we've got the physical version in the uk yet because it wasn't it wasn't here for quite some time i'm going to check so fill time for a second no I, i'm not necessarily uh sure that we do um but what confused me about this i'm assuming that this is not a physical frame right it's a frame that you can use in the game for your pictures in the game and I couldn't quite work out. I mean, maybe I should have a look at the target giveaway. Um, but you basically get a frame. It's quite a cute frame. It's got a Pokeball in the corner, the Pokemon new Pokemon Snap logo, uh, and a little aperture camera, which is, I think, really quite nice. Um, this is physical. You... It's a magnetic oh, physical it's a phys- thing. That's yeah. nice. Um, and I'd like to um, also report that the Pokemon Snap pre-orders are now live on Amazon, finally. Uh, it's £50. Fantastic. There you go. Mm. Do you? Does Amazon have the same pre-order bonus? Uh, there's no pre-order mo- bonus at the moment. <gasps> wow. Well, shout out to the US getting their uh, special stuff. I'm sure Game or something will maybe get the similar treatment. Who knows? Yeah, the Game normally get the, the good stuff in the UK. Or Smith's Toys. Oh, God, Smith's Toys. I rely on you for that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely don't have Smith's Toys bookmarked and refreshing it just in case that Pikachu V bundle comes up. Oh, okay. Because you, you've okay. So we both ordered the uh, Pikachu V four ninety nine for shipping. For Game, f you four ninety nine for shipping in this day and age. It's very rare where you're tempted to swear. I wow, that's really annoyed you. I said f. I didn't. I didn't swear. Hey, swear, but look, still. as I said, like it's a lot cheaper than anywhere else you're going to get out at the moment. That's got no, available. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> they're they're being resold for like 50, 50 to eighty quid on yeah. eBay. I was just happy we found it. That's that's what I'm happy about. Mm. Um, I wanted to quickly point this out. Like every time I've been to Japan, there's been um, a store where I go to. I think it's called Perfect, um, and they always have these really cool ties inspired by animes and stuff like that. Oh, that's nice. Uh, now this is a different company called the uh, Marugo uh, Co. Uh, it comes from Co for company, I guess. Uh, but they've got these Pikachu, uh, Pikachu and like Gen two ties, and they've got other ties as well. Uh, relating to the top 10 Pokemon uh, I think that uh, um, that references back to that poll that was done um, oh the Google poll yeah so they've got a lot nice. of different Pokemon ties and they look fantastic and these should be coming out in February 2021 I think towards the end of 20, uh, February 2021 it's one that I'll have to look on eBay and maybe contact some Japanese sellers about was, getting imported uh, I was very very keen on the silver and then I saw the dark blue and I can't decide the nice thing about the silver one is that on the back it's got uh, additional little Pokemon on it, whereas the other ones don't. Or maybe it does, and you just can't they do. see it. You can't see it on here. Yeah, they do. Okay. They do. Well, then maybe my favorite is the dark blue. Yeah, I'm going to go for the dark blue uh, with the, the Johto sta- uh, starters. I, I like how they're um, presented. And also, these are only the back shots. The front shots as well have like very subtle Pokemon hints in there as well. So hey, it's nice. not too overbearing. Um, but yeah, you know me. I love I love me a tie end. So when I saw this, I thought, let me bring it on the show. Love me a tie, love me a chai. Am I right? Oh, there we go. That's me. That's me. He's got hey, me in a oh. sentence. I got. I've got to. I've got to put that as my uh, Twitter description now. Uh, talking hey. of descriptions, have you heard of this movie about like two giant monsters fighting each other? Transformers. Uh, let's say one's a monkey, and the other's what? like a dinosaur-esque thing. Yeah. Yes. Now, what if they were Pikachu's? Yeah. What if they were Pikachu's? Whoa, look at that. So this these Pikachus come from a company called Hardshell Studios, and you can pre-order them now. I think they're roughly $100 each. Um, but yeah, there's there's a Pikachu cosplaying as, as uh, King Kong and a Pikachu um, cosplaying as uh, Godzilla. And wow, they look fantastic. The, the, uh, this is so pernickety. I wish that it was G-Max Pikachu 
for the sense of scale that would have been really cool these are still these are still still awesome don't get me wrong like they're lovely designs it's not like you should be picking details out it might no true (laughs) but in my head i was like when you said it was going to be like godzilla and um king kong i was like oh g max pikachu cosplaying that would be awesome but these are still very cool i really like the godzilla one actually i must say yeah i think the godzilla one's probably the pick out of the two um, Pikachu's expression is very uh, fitting. Yeah, and I just like the the kind of like the metal shell look of the Godzilla at the top as well. Yeah, it's nice. Um, very cool. Very cool. Just another one. Uh, we saw like um, a version of this earlier on in one of the episodes that we did, but this is the Figma uh, Marnie, uh, and so these are all the little uh, other items that are going to come with the Figma figure, so you can like swap them out, give her different expressions and stuff like that. Uh, comes so with what two... did they do to her face? What? What do they do to her face? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you can, you can essentially swap them out and, and whatnot. You've got two different more Pecos as well. This has come to the Pokemon Center, uh, Pokemon, uh, Center in uh, September, uh, and it'll cost around, I think, usually these cost about 40 to 50 pounds UK money, so about 6,000 yen you're probably looking at for one of these. Um, but I thought I'd just bring it up around here. Um, nice this one is for a friend of the show McKenna May uh, and uh, there's a Galarian Mr. Mime a Galarian Mr. Rhyme and a Frostmoth coming to uh, Pokemon uh, centers in Japan in February uh, so these are plushies of them and I thought I'd just bring it up because again it's cool merch cool merch God, could you imagine waking up with a plushy Mr. Mime staring oh McKenna's here in the chat <laughs> oh god you, you put a picture of Mr. Mr. Mime and Mr. Rhyme and she's there she's just there but could you imagine waking up and just seeing that face, like staring at you? That's so creepy. Yeah, no, I I couldn't do it myself. Like, I used to like hide things behind, like maybe like a cloth or something like that, whilst I'm sleeping, because I'm like, I I don't want to wake up to this. I just don't want to wake up to this. Which is which would be creepier though, staring at Mr. Rhyme's belly or staring at his moustache? Uh, Mr. Rhyme's belly, one hundred percent. Fair enough. One hundred percent. Have you said that belly looks like it's it's got some plans for you, and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, with that, I'm going to move on quickly to this last thing. So, do you remember the Pokemon Company said that they're doing various um, collaborations with companies? They are. Shout out to Katy Perry. Boom. Well, this is this comes from Levi. Um, Levi's. Uh, it looks like I a shirt. I saw this. I saw this, and I showed it to Sophie, and I was like, I I literally was going to say that this is probably the most bright and colorful piece of pokemon merch i've ever seen but it's outrageously almost, bright isn't it almost too like bold and colorful and i was expecting sophie to say it was disgusting and she was like oh, that's actually really cool so <laughs> McKenna says, we're gonna find out in reference to the mr rhyme thing we're gonna find out what it is when i pre-ordered him <laughs> yeah. god bless her doing god's work there um, absolutely but yeah, no, they just they just literally tweeted this out and saying soon. So I don't know what's happening, but I guess they're also going to drop this in February like everything else is. So. Yeah, it looks like a denim jacket. Um, it's cool. I like that they've got lots of Pokemon. Hopefully all of them, maybe. Um, I can certainly see Psyduck and Flareon and Meowth and uh, Oddish. So it's nice that they are branching out beyond Togepi. the core. Boom. Yeah, I was surprised. I was interested that Togepi was on there because it looks like a Gen One. It's, well, it's so but... synonymous with Gen One, isn't it? Because of the anime. Yeah, I mean that's kind of cheating, but fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, we'll move on from merch to do about nothing. If you've got nothing else to show off. Uh, not for merch. No. Okay. Now, podcast form has been feeling a bit lonely, uh, so is a contacted me, and so he's got a oh. news roundup for us this time. So this is a podcast form news roundup, and Cramorant, what is this Cramorant doing on my screen? 
There is a Cramorant event coming next weekend to Sword and Shield to celebrate uh, the new upcoming movie, Secrets of the Jungle. So if 500,000 people defeat Cramorant in a raid, uh, then you will get, and I think you have to beat Cramorant to be eligible for this, uh, one Flame Orb, one Toxic Orb, and one Light Ball, uh, which are very, very hard to get in uh, Sword and Shield, so well worth um, taking part. And if uh, I think it's a million people complete the uh, the challenge, then you get a gold bottle cap, three silver bottle caps, and three pearl strings. So pretty uh, decent is... if you beat it, then, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, I definitely um, recommend you take part, if not just for the three um, orbs, uh, because they are very hard to come by. Um, and if a million people do it, there's an extra perk for you as well. Well, make sure you remind me, because you know I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, bring your bring your electric types. Uh, it's fire, it's flying and water type, so uh, electric type moves will hit nice and hard. Well, why don't you bring your special zero aura that you got last time we had something like this? Yes, very true. Um, and yeah, we'll move on to the next segment. Can we? I've got more sword and shield news. And we'll rewind to the last segment. Uh, hear me. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's an exciting time for Sword and Shield with Season 8 going live. Okay, and let's move on Pokemon. to the next segment. I've got <laughs> other things to say. Okay, go on, Legendary go on. Pokemon now. Yeah, being, go for it, uh, go for it. I'm going to sit back now. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so Legendary Pokemon now being uh, available to use in, in competitive battles in Sword and Shield, um, which is super exciting and going to open up a lot of different... Um, opportunities in the game for you know strategies that we've not seen before because obviously a lot of legendary pokemon have abilities and, and movesets that are much harder to come by um it's also the first time that we'll see calyrex um and that includes the two forms of calyrex being eligible in competitive play um and kind of lots to look forward to it's a shame that mythical pokemon are still banned it would be great to see zero aura mew uh celebi and the the guard uh get to to have uh, part in it too but that's where we are um, there was also quite a big update to Pokemon Home um, recently which banned uh, a large number of players who had uh, illegal Pokemon uh, in their accounts um, they've updated the terms of service for Pokemon Home so uh, do look out for um, some of those bans coming into effect um, if uh, you you uh, have been doing anything illegal, uh, and it may be worth releasing Pokemon that are uh, obviously hacked or or not um, uh, not true, uh, because the Pokemon Company have stated that TCP will be making uh, further bans, both temporary and permanent. No refunds will be issued to anyone who uh, has purchased the premium uh, license for Pokemon Home, um, and these measures are basically in place uh, and will be. Uh, rerun more regularly um, and more restrictions being put in place so do keep an eye out um, on your Pokemon Home account particularly if you've done a lot of uh, Wonder Trading or Mystery mystery Trading um, and have a lot of hacked or illegal Pokemon uh, the Pokemon I think it's really good that they're finally tackling that because I think in recent times when I've done some Wonder Trades I've been getting a lot of like just like obviously hacked and, and illegal Pokemon. Uh, yeah, it was a big Pokemon. It was a big problem when Sword and Shield first came out because there were a lot of um, a lot of dodgy Pokemon. Yeah, 
Well, it was more when I, I think sort of the DLC came out, and that's when like people's game files were starting to get corrupted and whatnot by Wonder Trades, and like you couldn't connect online to Wonder Trade if you got this like certain Pokemon. Yeah, because it if someone crash. else had sent you a dodgy Pokemon, yeah. you couldn't connect online, even yeah. though it wasn't your fault. Yeah, um, no, that's really good to hear. And I uh, just quickly want to ask, in terms of like the the VGC sort of stuff, are you motivated to go back to it? Because I know you kind of dropped off for a little while. Um, I I really want to, and I feel like I should. It's just having the time. Yeah. And there's I got a fair bit going on at the moment. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Maybe I'll get back into it for a little bit. Maybe I'll just play casually for a while. But we shall see. Cool. Uh, we're doing really good for time. So let us move on to our next segment. Where the Helioptal is Pokemon Sleep. Right. So here's the, here's the thing. Last week, we talked about um, technology that um, Pokemon Sleep probably is going to be utilizing, and they're probably just going to slap a, a Helioptile or Pikachu logo on it, and that's job done. Um, but this week, uh, we found uh, an opportunity to potentially test Pokemon Sleep. Come on. Yeah. So uh, courtesy of the guys uh, over, I'm just pulling up the website to get the url correct um but courtesy of the guys uh over at sleep research um, i just want to get the website right because you will all want to go so and sign up what you're telling me is that pokemon sleep is going into its beta phase with this yes so courtesy oh here we go sleep sleepjunkie.com so courtesy of sleep junkie uh you can be paid three thousand pounds to participate in a sleep trial god this sounds uh, too I can, good to I be true assume, which i can only assume is to, to test pokemon sleep because there is no other sleeping technology in the world that's worth testing um <laughs> and you can get paid three thousand pounds for it so i'm signing up i love to sleep um and you should too well you know i love my chai i also love my sleep and i really want pokemon sleep so i'm happy to announce that i'll be signing up to this as well um you do, and have, to be no... a, you, you do have to be a u.s resident but Never mind. I'll continue doing the podcast in that case. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, if you're in the US and you want to take part, um, who knows? And if you get to test out Pokemon Sleep, uh, let us know what it's like. Uh, let them know that we sent you uh, and we get commission off everyone who signs up. I don't think that's strictly true. We don't. We definitely don't get commission. Um, but hey, just leak us the Pokemon Sleep stuff and we'll call it even. Um, but with that, we shall move on to our next segment. Okay, I'm going to get this right this time. It's the unknown fact of the week. What's it the, is the unknown fact of the what's week. What's the unknown fact of the week? The unknown fact of the week this week is if you visit Churchester in Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can find a Pokestop. Ba-bong. So uh, on the left of the screen, uh, if you're watching the video podcast, uh, is the Pokestop. It's on the east side of... Uh, Churchester, as you come down the stairs towards the the baths, yep, uh, and it's the it's homage really in Sword and Shield to the success of Pokemon Go, and I had never noticed it and never realised it um, when I was playing Sword and Shield, uh, and I just thought I'd, I'd point it out. Uh, very interestingly, this um, Pokestop exists in real life, so uh, this Pokestop can be found in Bath uh, near, and I'm going to get the name wrong, so I'm just going to pull up the name. The uh, it's the Put- Putterly Bridge, 
Okay. Saying that badly. Yeah. Um, which is a real bridge in the UK in real life in Bath, uh, and there is a Pokestop there for for the bridge, and you can spin that Pokestop in real life, and you can spin it in Sword and Shield. Um, so just it was just something that had completely passed me by, um, and I just thought I would let people know it's there. It's a cool little. It's a I cool thought little it was thing. quite curious uh, to see a Pokestop in, in, in Chichester. I never really thought about it, and like the fact that this is actually like a an homage to like. Um, a real life Pokestop in Bath, where this is like based off of, it's crazy. Yeah, and so the the design of the bridge in Sword and Shield is based on on Pulteney Bridge, which is the bridge in Bath. So it's it's cool. It's nice that um, you know, they found a little Easter egg for uh, Sword and Shield. And for those of you who didn't know, um, that's the the bridge in real life that it's based on. Fun, freaking tastic. Well. That's been another episode of the Poke Rumble podcast. Uh, I've been Kumail, your host, and he's been. I've been Amit. He's been Amit. And where can they find us? Uh, you can find us uh, every Sunday evening as we record the podcast live on twitch.tv slash Kamail H. Uh, we normally start the stream at 7.30 p.m. Uh, GMT. Um, and, and come hang out with us. Come talk to us. Uh, thank you to everyone, uh, as always, who have joined us today. We had quite a few in the chat, which is always really nice because uh, it means we get to talk to you guys as well. Um, or if you can't join us live, uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all your good podcast service. Uh, just search Pokey Ramble Podcast uh, and you can check out the episodes. Excellent. And then uh, uh, what do we do on Fridays? On Fridays, we do a Champion Stadium stream uh, where we basically, it's, it's a bit like an off-topic podcast where we kind of just hang out together and I coach Kamel through the Champion Stadium challenge. Whilst I turn my hair Masters. out. Kamel tears his hair out, and we talk about uh, all sorts of off-topic things, uh, not always Pokemon-related as well. So uh, if you want to come ha- hang out with us on a Friday evening, uh, normally around 6 o'clock in the evening, we uh, GMT, uh, UK time, we do a Champion Stadium stream, uh, which is lots of fun. And hopefully, very soon, we will have a little special stream, uh, and I think Kamel hinted about it a little earlier, where we'll be uh, looking at the Pikachu V uh, Shining Fates box that we've both pre-ordered. Yes, yes. I'm hoping my new camera comes before then, but yeah, fingers crossed on that. Fingers crossed on that. Super exciting. Uh, with that, uh, again, I've been your host, Kamel. He's been Amit, and you can find us on thepokeramble.com. Until next week, take care of yourself and stay inside. Bye, everyone. <laughs>